When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is in partnership with Gloss Genius. Made for salons and spas, Gloss Genius is the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue and enhance the client experience, which we are all about here on The Treatment Room. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Gloss Genius empowers you to run your full salon or spa in a stylish and smart way while feeling supported at every step. For 50% off for two months, go to glossgenius.com slash signup and enter code TTRSPRING or check the show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. Hello guys, welcome back to the Treatment Room Podcast with your host, Tessa Zali. I hope everyone is doing amazing. I'm so glad you're back and listening. And I'm excited to get into the topic of today's show because it's one that you guys have been requesting. So we're going to continue the conversation about acne. And I do encourage, if you haven't listened yet, I do encourage you to go back and listen to the three other episodes about acne before this one. I go in depth as far as how acne happens, what is really going on in the body that leads to acne. And I also go through lifestyle factors that can contribute to acne. Today, we're going to talk about ingredients that are helpful for acne. And the other part of this request from you guys, since you know I work with Glymed Plus, you have been requesting product recommendations. And I always try to be really careful about what I recommend. So please understand, of course, I can't see your skin right now. So if you are struggling with acne, of course, I do offer my virtual consultations where I can help you and I can help you identify your personal triggers and put a routine together for you and oversee you using these ingredients so you're within my care that way but today I will be referencing ingredients that are helpful for acne and also referencing some specific products that contain these ingredients so you are free to shop you don't have to be a skin professional to shop Glymed Plus I will link everything in the show notes and if you are an esthetician who's curious about Glymed I get I get this question all the time how do I work with Glymed I will put the link where you can sign up to work with them it doesn't go through me of course that is totally Glymed's deal so you can go through their website and I will put the link where you can work with Glymed below. You can also cite me as your referral if you learned about Glymed through me. So yeah, that's that. Let's go ahead and get into ingredients for acne. Starting off strong with my personal favorite for acne, benzoyl peroxide, aka 
BPO. So currently benzoyl peroxide is recognized by the American Academy of Dermatology as the medicine or ingredient of choice when it comes to acne. It is so effective. Really the main concern I have when it comes to benzoyl peroxide is making sure the skin is prepped and we're using the right percentage and we're using it in a way that is appropriate for the specific skin we are looking at. So the reason BPO is so effective is it reduces the amount of bacteria and fatty acids in the skin. So as BPO penetrates into the skin, it causes desquamation. That's what loosens that impaction. And remember an episode, I don't know the number, but in the first episode of my acne series, we talked about the factors that are at play when it comes to acne. There's four of them, including androgens, bacteria, dead skin cells, and oil. So as we loosen those impactions down in the follicle, it helps to address some of those concerns. BPO is responsible for diminishing that propioni bacteria. So those P acnes, I think we're calling them C acnes now, apparently, but that is so, so important for both inflamed and non-inflamed acne lesions. Now, if you're confused about the word inflamed versus non-inflamed, I remember it being a little hard to wrap my head around that. And basically the key with inflammation is it's visible, it's red. So when you see a lesion that has redness surrounding it, that is what we refer to as inflamed acne. If we're talking about closed comedones, little pebbly bumps in the skin, or just whiteheads, those are your non-inflamed lesions. So you wanna look at at the acne lesion and consider whether there is inflammation surrounding it. That is very important for the type of ingredient you are going to select to work on acne. What's great about BPO is it works for both. So you don't have to do too many math equations in your head. It works on both and it's very, very effective, AKA why it is still recognized as the ingredient of choice for the topical treatment of acne. So the thing about BPO, like I mentioned, it is available in different strengths. Usually we're looking at 2.5%, 5%, or 10%. Most people can begin with a 5% concentration, but, but there is a caveat here. What I've encountered in working with different benzoyl peroxides is the formula even if it's the same percentage, it can be it can be more drying, it can be more aggressive just depending on the quality of the formulation and what all is in the formula. So I remember my first experience with BPO, which is not unusual. I used a 5% topical. It was like a topical serum. It was very effective, but I ended up with perioral dermatitis after the first time I used it. And that is not to scare anyone. It's it's just understand 
there is a reason this this ingredient is very effective and I think you just want to be wise in terms of using it. So if you've never used that particular BPO or serum, first of all, I would suggest you know, making sure you've had an experience with every product you recommend for a client. That is one of the crazy things about being an esthetician. We basically try everything, but that enables us to understand how the product feels on our skin, potential upsides and downsides. And of course, we are eventually using it on more people than just ourselves. But having that familiarity with the specific BPO you are using is very, very helpful. I do really love Glymed Plus's leave-ons and BPOs because they're very soothing and they contain aloe vera. Again, that first BPO serum I ever tried was a lot more... I guess you could say basic and there wasn't a whole lot of like soothing ingredients in the formula. It was pretty much just straight up 5% BPO. And for me, that was a lot. I was seeing an esthetician at the time. And after I had that reaction, they bumped me, bumped me down to the 2.5%. And I did really well on that product. And that's something to consider too, with all these different percentages, you might think, more is more, but it really just depends on the client because if somebody is slightly sensitive, a little bit more on the sensitive side, and they can use the 2.5% every day or every other day, long-term, they might do a lot better than had you given them the higher strength. They use it once and their face gets really red and peely and they're not able to use it for two more weeks. That's just not as effective. And one thing to know is redness and peeling are considered normal side effects of BPO. From my experience using this ingredient, many people will have that type of response and it's not necessarily a red flag that they are allergic or that they can never use it. A true allergy to BPO is a little bit more rare, but what I do see often is people really need to acclimate to it and be careful also how much of the serum they put on their skin if it is a leave-on product. So you want to be mindful of that. Definitely refer to the manufacturer's instructions, and it is a good idea always, and this goes for every active ingredient we're going to be talking about. It is a really good idea to do a 24 to 48 hour patch test before applying the product all over. This is something I train all of my clients on from day one. The first time they are purchasing product, I always recommend the patch test. And I feel like reason number one for everyone's safety. Reason number two, it gives them the understanding that they are also responsible in this partnership for testing on their skin and being considerate of any allergies or sensitivities because although we can know a lot as estheticians, we just don't know how every individual is going to react to a product. I have had random reactions. I react to mandelic acid. I don't have a almond or nut allergy, but for some reason I can use every active ingredient on the planet 
I can use retinol, BPO, salicylic. I've done TCAs, no problem, but for some reason, I just don't do well with Mandelic. So that is just a little example. You're probably going to find idiosyncrasies with every client. So always better to err on the side of caution. And, you know, if something does happen, at least you have, you know, you have told them to please patch test. Hopefully that's in your consent form as well. And at least, you know, if they do have that reaction, it's a little bit of a learning lesson. This is why we always patch test. And again, with BPO, very possible to have some erythema or a little bit of scaling and peeling. It's so important to have that communication with the acne client about what they can expect from this treatment. So I always have a little conversation, especially if I am introducing benzoyl peroxide as efficacious as it is, I want to avoid any surprises and let my clients know, you know, you might notice a little something, something the first time we try this. It doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. Generally, I do find people acclimate, but it can take a number of weeks and there's nothing wrong with starting low and slow. So it's never going to be necessarily like a wrong choice to start with a 2.5% and work up from there, especially if the patient has never used benzoyl peroxide before. I do feel like benzoyl peroxide can get a bad rap for several different reasons. Yes, it can cause the redness. Yes, it can cause drying. It can even bleach your pillowcases, which I've heard, you know, this whole, you know, kind of... Um, argument that if if it's bleaching your pillowcases, what is it doing to your skin? Fabric is very different from the human skin and benzoyl peroxide is safe to use. Again, it just really comes down to using it properly and starting with a light application and just in general, always taking a step up approach to active ingredients. So, you know, it, is benzoyl peroxide going to age the skin? Not when used properly. If you are over exfoliating, overdoing any potent active ingredient, there's always a risk of too much of a good thing. So we don't want to over dry the skin. And of course, if you are using benzoyl peroxide or really any of these active ingredients for that matter, you want to make sure you are putting back in what you take out. So you still want to make sure you're giving the skin lots of hydration, ceramides, antioxidants, ingredients that are going to nourish the skin and allow it to tolerate some of these potentially more drying topicals. As far as my Glymed recommendations, Glymed has their Serious Action Acne Management System. So they have a lot of different options, and I will say, I don't know if I've ever heard negative feedback about any of these BPO products, which is really rare. So I, I definitely commend Glymed for that. They are some of the most soothing BPO products I have ever encountered. And I do run into a lot of clients who have had past experiences with BPO that weren't so great. So 
they're usually very pleasantly surprised to incorporate these in their routine and see the benefits without too many harsh side effects as long as they are using them correctly. And I will say, I feel like as far as the manufacturer's instructions from Glymed, I feel like they're, I would, aggressive is not the right word, but you know, they encourage daily usage for a lot of these products. And I'd say I'm a little bit more on the conservative side, especially when introducing these products to somebody I haven't worked with before. So I might suggest they try them out every other day, just until they're really acclimated and eased into it. But I mean, I think that speaks volumes that they are willing to recommend using these products every single day. So as far as the options, we have a 2.5% benzoyl peroxide exfoliant wash. This is called the Serious Action Skin Exfoliant Scrub. So while BPO can be used on inflamed and non-inflamed acne, this particular wash also has little spherical beads. So you wouldn't necessarily want to use it on inflamed acne. I would avoid any kind of scrub on inflamed acne and instead use this on, you know, a closed comedone, use it on really any form of acne that is not inflamed or red. They also have the Serious Action Skin Wash, which is a 2.5% wash as well. This is pretty much the same thing. There's just no exfoliating beads in there. So if somebody does have inflammation, this is a really great safe option for them. And I just want to point out, I really like and appreciate BPO washes because they're very effective, but they're a nice way to introduce the product. Whereas a serum, it's going to stay on the skin for a lot longer. Somebody might put it on before bed. It's going to be on the skin for maybe, you know, eight hours or so. Whereas with a wash, I suggest you leave it on the skin for one to two minutes. It could go a little bit longer if you're really acclimated to it, but because of that short contact time, you get some nice benefits without overdoing it, without overstripping. So if you're not sure about somebody's skin, a wash is a really nice way to introduce the product and allow them to work up to more frequent use. I also really love washes for younger skin like Teen skin, again, it's a great way to treat with a shorter contact time. Next, we have the infamous Skin Med number five. So, this is a 5% BPO treatment, it is a leave on serum. And I'll just mention there is also a 10% treatment option for the Skin Med. Skin Med is one of those products that people just rave about. Again, it's, it's that people are surprised 
they can use a spot treatment or, I mean, I actually believe in using this serum all over the skin, definitely avoiding the eyes, possibly the neck area. You probably can treat along the jawline as long as somebody is not sensitive, but that's a common area for hormonal breakouts. And I will just mention, this is my preferred way to treat. I'm not a big believer in spot treatments. I I think they can have their place. Like if, if your client, you know, does struggle with more cyst-like breakouts or wants to just have a little spot treatment in their back pocket to treat when necessary as these things pop up, you will get a benefit of reducing the bacteria, reducing the inflammation a little bit, but my strategy in terms of treating acne is addressing every single follicle possible so that we can keep it clear from the impaction in the first place. By the time you have an acne breakout and you're trying to find a spot treatment in your drawer and just apply it and pray it works, it's kind of too late. The acne has to run its course. Again, for some people, it helps a little bit and it it makes them feel better. It might reduce some of that redness and bring down a little swelling, but it's not a long-term plan for the treatment of acne, which is something that really surprised me as I learned more about acne because it's what we're kind of all taught. I think we all grow up with these spot treatments from CVS and we kind of think that is the way, but because acne takes weeks to form in the follicle, it's really not super effective to try to treat the acne when it needs to run its course anyway. I would rather prevent that impaction from happening in the first place. The SkinMed number five and SkinMed number 10 are incredible because not only do they have those good concentrations of BPO, they also contain tea tree, aloe vera, and lavender. So ingredients that are great for inflammation, great for calming, and the product just has a really good base. So it's rare that a client really feels like these leave-on formulas are super, super drying. Again, I've never really had a complaint. I don't think ever of that sort. The feedback I hear is I'm so surprised. Like I love this product. It's, it's very soothing. I didn't have any irritation. One tip I do have, if you are choosing leave-on serums is for one, make sure you sleep on a white pillowcase or even a, a soft towel because benzoyl peroxide does cause lifting of color in towels and sheets. And then lastly, it's very important to apply your leave-on serums a couple hours before bed. I would aim for at least two hours before bed, but the earlier the better. And this is why I'm such an advocate of doing your skincare, honestly, as soon as you get home and as soon as possible. That way the skin has more time to absorb these ingredients. If you are just washing your face right before bed, which I know some people do with good intentions because they just want to go to bed with really clean skin. The problem is the skin doesn't necessarily have time to absorb these ingredients and you're not going to get the maximum efficacy out of them if the ingredients end up coming off on your pillow. 
So that's my tip. Apply your skincare as early as possible. Like five o'clock is not too early. If you're worried about eating dinner or something like that, you can use a cotton round with a gentle hydrating toner, such as the Skin Recovery Mist from Glyman, and just wipe the area, which is a good idea for acne-prone skin, especially if you are consuming lots of heavy oils or just any oils in general with your dinner. So just to wrap up that little section on BPO, it's one of the most effective topical treatments for inflamed and non-inflamed acne. Once on the skin, BPO is going to reduce bacteria by oxygenating pores, causing peeling and loosening of impactions. So a little bit of peeling, not, not always a bad thing. This will help clear and prevent acne breakouts. Last little testimonial, I will say again, BPO has been instrumental in my acne journey. Once you kind of figure out your tolerance level and you find a good cadence as far as number of nights you can use it, and ideally you can use it every night so those P acnes don't have time to recolonize the follicle, you're probably going to have a great result. Next on my list is AHAs or alpha hydroxy acids. So AHAs have become confirmed both dermatological and aesthetics remedies for the treatment of acne. I do feel like AHAs are really unsung heroes when it comes to the treatment of acne. We do tend to think about our BHAs or our BPO or our retinol, but AHAs can be wonderful because there are so many different types of AHAs that you can choose depending on the client. And AHAs can also have a beautiful benefit in terms of softening the skin, refining the pores, helping with age management, as well as sun damage. So it can be a great way to introduce a little bit of exfoliation and definitely a good way to prep for your work in the treatment room, whether it is chemical peels um, or any type of acne treatment that you will be doing. AHAs can be an excellent companion choice to your other treatment options. So they can really help to amplify the results you're getting with your other treatments, such as a retinol, BPO, etc. That is a really important point that I wanted to highlight. And we do want to remember you have to be careful about introducing different actives together. I typically just like to start with one form of exfoliation. And trust me, your clients might press you for more. They might say, okay, that, that serum is great, but what, what else you got? What other ways can I exfoliate? How can I target these wrinkles? I want to address the sun damage. I really just want the acne gone. This is where we remember we are the professional, we are in control, and we have to recommend the safest form of treatment first. So it's, it's okay to move towards more aggressive treatment options later, but definitely make sure your client can handle 
the first round before you move up to more. And of course, you do want to be cautious about using different acne fighting ingredients together. I wouldn't be mixing and matching AHAs, BHAs, benzoyl peroxide in the same regimen, like the same morning or, or PM regimen, I would definitely separate them. And again, see what your client can tolerate before adding more ingredients in. Of course, there are some amazing professional companies and just skincare companies in general that are combining ingredients. And that can actually be okay, just depending on their stability and safety testing. I would not suggest just combining these ingredients on your own free will, but you might find a product that has AHAs and retinol in it, for example, and you might choose to use the isolated ingredients separately on different days. And this is known as combination therapy, which is a uh, wonderful way to get your clients awesome results that is kind of targeting the acne from different angles and taking advantage of the different therapeutic effects of these different ingredients. So that it can come together for this complete perfect equation where hopefully your client's acne is fully managed. So as far as some Glymed AHA products that I like to use, the first is the Gentle Facial Wash. Now, I do feel like this product needs to be renamed. It is fantastic, but... I think when the average consumer sees the name Gentle Facial Wash, they assume they can use it on their eyes, they can use it every day, twice a day, and this is a 10% glycolic acid face wash. So one of the reasons I love it for acne-prone skin is it's very effective at removing all the daily debris that accumulates on the skin, like our oils, our makeup, what have you. So I think this can be an excellent product for the treatment of acne, especially if your client also has rosacea or also has aging concerns. If I was looking at somebody who had more than one concern besides acne, this would be a great choice for them. Also great for dark spots, pore size and texture. What else? Also good for treatment prep. I really love using this product when I am doing facials because it's a great prep product. It's going to remove all those surface level oils so that you can then go in with a chemical peel and really get the full benefits because all those impurities have been removed. So that is a wash. Again, great for a short contact time and great as like an intro product for your clients. I actually am curious to ask more estheticians how they like to work as far as home care. But for me, rarely am I ever giving out like the most potent topical I have on the first meeting. I want to make sure my client goes home with a good core collection. That's going to include cleanser, some hydration, maybe it's a serum, maybe it's a toner, definitely a moisturizer that's suitable for their skin type, 
and a sunscreen. I prefer to wait, you know, maybe a month until our next meeting to make sure they're tolerating that basic routine before I'm giving them a more potent cell turnover product. I just find I've never really done that, but if I did, I would be too nervous that there's going to be purging. There is just going to be too much going on in the routine, too much room for error. And again, I really want to make sure we have a good foundation for our stronger treatments later. I also find that when the skin is healthy and when it's functioning properly and normally, it's so much more recept receptive to those more potent active ingredients. And if I've never worked on somebody and they've had a lifetime of using, you know, who knows what, the skin can be in a very impaired, unpredictable state. I would say this is the case for 90% of my clients. And we're usually amazed at the progress they can make by just getting their barrier healthy and just getting the skin the nutrients it needs. So my point in telling you this was gentle facial wash might be a exfoliant product that I include in kind of the first round of home care because it's a gentle way to expose them to this ingredient, get them using it, you know, maybe twice a week to start slowly working up to more from there until we are able to introduce a more potent active ingredient. Next up, we have the skin gel, which is a really awesome leave-on serum. I'm always hearing really positive feedback from this one as well. And speaking of combination therapy, we have two AHAs in this product. We have lactic and glycolic, both at a 10% concentration. And then we do have a BHA in there. We have salicylic acid at a 5% concentration. We also have Arnica, which is very healing. And we also have tea tree. This is a product I'd recommend for more oily to combination skin. It's really great for reducing pore size and texture. And a little tip I have, if you do find this product is a little too potent, especially as you're first acclimating to it, you can mix it with a little bit of the hydrogel to cut the potency. Hydrogel has a 10% hyaluronic acid, so it's a very effective carrier to dilute the skin gel with if you need to. Lastly, I want to mention the Serious Action Mask. So in the Serious Action Mask, we have quite a few ingredients. We have glycolic acid, we have salicylic acid, we have lactic acid, and again, we have those healing ingredients. We have arnica and we have chamomile, one of my favorites. And I love that with Glymed, they do a really good job of balancing their product. If they're going to use something like benzoyl peroxide, there's always that healing component like aloe vera to it. Or in this case, if they're using you know, three different acids, they have arnica and they have chamomile. So this product, of course, is a mask. 
Another product I love for my younger clients, and I have quite a few younger clients who are so awesome, by the way. I just admire them so much because, I don't know, I feel like I was one of those kids who was like scared to use the phone and make my appointments when I was younger. <laughs> and I'd always ask my mom to do it. But for my, my younger clients, they always impress me with their independence and just ability to book the appointment themselves. And a lot of times their mom is with them in the ritual appointment. I don't really feature my teens on my Instagram at all. Ethically, I just feel weird doing that. Even if the parents approved, I just don't do it. So I do work with teens and, you know, those in their early twenties, but I really don't feel right. Like putting those pictures online. And I'm not sure if there's an official rule around this, but usually I'm only comfortable posting if somebody's like 23 or older. I don't know. That's just what feels right to me. Anyhow, this is a mask. It is awesome. I just recommended it to a younger client and you do want to make sure you wash your face before applying the mask. Then it can sit on the skin for anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. I like to start with 10 minutes, especially the first few applications until somebody can work up to more. And, you know, with some Glymed masks like the CBD mask, which is probably my favorite Glymed product of all time. With that one, I'm more lenient with it. I'll leave it on for an hour while I'm cooking dinner or doing whatever. But of course, with these more active masks, you want to time them wisely. So I would set a little timer if you were using it and just make sure it's not longer than the 15. You can use this two to three times a week, but of course, depends on the client, depends on the skin. I always recommend a client try the product first for the shorter length of time. And especially in that first week, let's see how you do in the coming days before increasing to more days. And of course, I suggest spacing out the days a little bit if you are going to use it. This mask is great for minimizing pores, reducing dull and uneven texture, clarifying and reducing oil on the skin. Awesome for dark spots, acne, pores, and texture. As far as the skin type, I feel like a lot of people can use this mask, whether you're normal combination or oily. It is a little bit on the potent side, like it's very effective. The younger client I just recommended this mask for, this is the main active in her routine for now. Because you do have little tiny granules and some texture from the, the clays in the mask, you could use it on some inflamed acne, but I would be very careful not to use too much pressure when you're applying it or removing it. And because there's acids, because there's a little bit of texture, it's not my first choice for a super sensitive skin or rosacea. You could also just use this on the T-zone area if you find you are sensitive on the cheeks. I have rosacea and I I do use this mask and I love it, but since I'm a little bit more sensitive on the lower half of the face, 
Usually I'm just mindful of what I use the days before I use this mask. I'm mindful of how long I leave it on. If I was having sensitivity in my cheeks for my rosacea or my PD was giving me any clue it was gonna act up, I just wouldn't apply it on the lower half of the face. So you can definitely get some awesome results with this product. You just wanna be yeah, careful who you choose it for. I'd say a safer ch choice for more sensitive skin types would be something like the gentle facial wash. Next is azelaic acid, and this is a dicarboxylic acid. It's a natural compound that's found in wheat, and it has been used with a proven track record for several years in clinical trials in Europe, and it's now made its way to the U.S. where it is being prescribed for both the treatment of acne and rosacea. So the way azelaic acid works is it delivers an antimicrobial activity in the follicle. It also helps to normalize keratinization. This is hugely significant since we know with acne prone skin, it's producing excess skin cells at a rate that's often five times faster than the average Person. So if we can target that bacteria and that buildup of dead skin cells in the follicle, we have a really good shot. Another pro of azelaic acid is that it is usually less irritating than benzoyl peroxide or retinoic acid. So this is where it's just, it's not necessarily better or worse. It just depends on the person, the grade of acne, the skin type, and any coexisting skin conditions. Azelaic acid is typically more mild than your traditional benzoyl peroxide or retinoic acid. And because of that, it's commonly used for more mild to moderate acne conditions, and people tend to just tolerate this one really well. Again, since it's used for the treatment of rosacea, it makes a really nice treatment for somebody who has more mild acne and possibly rosacea going on at the same time. We also know that it has been linked to some anti-inflammatory benefits, which also provides a benefit for both acne and rosacea. And lastly, a, another big bonus of azelaic acid is that it's great for targeting pigment. And we know in treating our acne clients, oftentimes the pigment is what bothers somebody even more so than the acne. I think people kind of come to understand the pimple is going to go away, but it can get really mentally challenging if you are looking at PIH or PIE after the acne has gone away that lasts for weeks and weeks. And especially with your darker Fitzpatrick types, sometimes that pigment lasts even longer. The reason azelaic acid is so great for pigment is it has an ability to target those hyperactive melanocytes and inhibit that tyrosinase that eventually results in pigment. We should do another episode on pigment, 
But if you haven't listened to my episode with Jan Marini, where we talk about pigment, it's a really good place to start. And speaking of, Glymed does not have an azelaic product yet, but the azelaic acid that I do use with my clients is from Jan Marini. It is called Rosalieve, and it is wonderful. Usually in the Jan Marini line, it is recommended for rosacea and for redness, but you can get some nice benefits in the treatment of acne, especially if somebody is a little bit more sensitive. So for example, I'm thinking of one client in particular who hasn't been able to get her rosacea diagnosed yet, but she has a lot of that flushing, a lot of that redness, and she has sensitive skin and acne. It's probably her main concern. The reason I didn't go in with a BPO right away is because of how sensitive she is. So we found in introducing the Rosalieve, introducing a little azelaic acid, she's seeing a nice benefit for her redness, for her rosacea. And in reducing that inflammation, we are getting a nice bonus of less acne breakouts. And she's really happy with the tone and the texture of her skin. She's somebody who's just not super keen on those stronger ingredients. So while we might work up to them, if the acne persists right now, this is like a really solid middle ground for us. And azelaic acid, again, you can use it on dry skin. You can use it on normal to combo skin. You can use it on oily skin. It might not be enough to fully, I mean, it probably won't be enough to manage a more persistent higher grade of acne, but it can be used on these skin types. We know that azelaic acid may be as useful as hydroquinone in the treatment of pigmentary disorders due to injury from acne lesions. So that is awesome. It's difficult to attain hydroquinone and you do have to stay in good communication with your prescriber while you are using it. Although it is considered the gold standard, we are now seeing really promising studies and results from some of these more mild ingredients like azelaic acid. Next up, we have good old salicylic acid. We love us some sal. Salicylic acid is known as a keratolytic agent and has been a mainstay in aesthetics and dermatology for many decades. It is a classic. So more commonly recognized as an ingredient in aspirin, by the way, want to watch out for this one. If your client has an allergy to aspirin, they should not use salicylic acid. So that's a good question to make sure is on your consultation form or you're just asking in some way or another. It is often prescribed for treatment disorders such as eczema, but it's excellent for acne-prone patients because of its ability to break down the bonds which glue those worn-out skin cells to the follicle and the skin surface. Salicylic acid has been found to oxygenate and detoxify tissue, and it does tend to work really well in a regimen of, say, benzoyl peroxide or retinol, just depending on how it is introduced, but it makes a really great little co-host. 
So as far as Glymed's offerings, they have a few. We already talked about the skin gel. Let's move on to the Sal X Purifying Cleanser. This is one of my favorite Glymed products, one of my most recommended acne products, or just a product that I recommend a lot for oily skin because salicylic is known for dissolving oil well. This cleanser has a 2% salicylic acid that is gonna help kill bacteria, reduce that oil production, and slow shedding in the follicle. Key. Again, what we love about Glymed is the way they balance their formula. So again, it's never just the stripping ingredients. There's always something in there to promote healing. This cleanser also has aloe vera and green tea ingredients that help revive and heal stressed, inflamed skin. This is my designated post-workout cleanser. You can totally use it as a second cleanse. Some of you might be familiar with my cleansing duo. My cleansing duo has no acid, so it's nothing active. It's Those two are great for daily maintenance, great for post-laser, post-facial, great when you want to balance out actives in your routine, but it's not a bad idea to have an active cleanser in your regimen that you can reach for, you know, maybe post-workout or if you just feel like the skin is excessively oily. This product is great for purifying the skin, great for reducing oil, and great for minimizing pores. Since there is no exfoliating bead in this cleanser, you can use it on both inflamed acne and non-inflamed acne. Now, next, the Sal X Exfoliating Cleanser it is extremely similar to the cleanser I just mentioned, the only difference being the exfoliating bead. So I would not use this product on inflamed acne, but if somebody is looking at non-inflamed acne, it's very effective at sloughing away those layers of dead skin, absorbing excess oil, and purging those impurities inside the pores. So if you're looking at blackheads in the T-zone. This is a great one. And men also really enjoy this cleanser. Dylan uses it and he can get some little breakouts under his beard. So I have taught him well to gently massage this product into his beard to help slough away some of that dead skin that can end up creating an impaction in the hair follicle. Something I love about the cleansers I just mentioned is they are fantastic body washes. So you can use them on the back, you can use them on the chest, on the legs, even on your booty if you need to. I will use it as a body wash post-workout. Of course, you just wanna mind any sensitive areas. And I know it can get a little bit confusing because Glymed does have so many acne washes. Well, they have they have four, so it can be a little bit confusing. There's not one cleanser that is going to be the best for everyone, but just to break it down a little bit further, salicylic acid is going to be known for breaking down oil. So I would look to the salicylic cleansers for your more oily skin types. Again, that's what sal is really known for, great at dissolving oil. So if your client is oily, think salicylic acid. Your next 
question in your head is, do they have inflamed acne or non-inflamed acne? If the acne is inflamed, you're just going to stick with the Sal X cleanser. If the acne is not inflamed and their skin is oily, you can use the exfoliating cleanser and you'll probably have a little bit of a better result because of sloughing away those dead skin cells. Again, the other two cleansers that I mentioned earlier in the first section of the podcast, those are benzoyl peroxide cleansers. So that ingredient is known to control bacteria, but it's more suited to dry skin types with acne. So again, just to make it really, really clear, inflamed or infected acne with dry skin, you want to choose the skin wash. Inflamed or infected acne with oily skin, you're going to choose the Sal X purifying cleanser without the beads. Non-inflammatory acne with dry skin, you're going to choose the exfoliant wash. That's the one with BPO. Non-inflammatory acne with oily skin, you're going to want to choose the exfoliating cleanser. If your skin is currently irritated and experiencing infected acne breakouts, do not use an exfoliating cleanser. Do not use the beads, even though they're very gentle. It just might be too aggressive for you. I know that might confuse some of you. If you're more of a visual learner, I do have an awesome post if I do say so myself, like one of my best performing posts, that is the Glymed Plus Acne Cheat Sheet. So we're going to continue with this episode, but if you need a reference point, it is the green graphic on my Instagram. I'm going to link it in the show notes. There you can see the skin type and the product I would recommend for each type of acne, each skin type. And if you are more of a visual learner, I encourage you to go to my Instagram at myestitessa, always linked in the show notes. And I do have a graphic there, one of my best performing posts. And I think this post is what sparked so much interest in this episode and wanting to learn more about Glymed. So you can go to this post. It's like this green graphic with white text. And it is a Glymed Plus Acne Cheat Sheet. You're going to see all the products I have talked about so far on this cheat sheet. And I know the cleansers, which can get a little confusing. You're going to see the skin type and the product correlated to each. So that should make it really easy to follow. What I also love about Glymed is that they offer travel size of probably like half the products that they carry, but I think for all of the acne products, there are travel or trial sizes. So if you're curious about something, but you're not quite sure and you just want to try it out, you can just order a smaller size and see how it goes. Glymed also has their astringents with salicylic acid. They have a 2% concentration, 5%, and a 10%. Now, I find with home care, usually the cleansers are more what I prefer. I just find myself, I usually recommend a cleanser that's going to have a short contact time or a leave-on 
serum. The times I do find myself using the astringents are a little bit more specific. So I do have a lot of nurse clients that wear their masks all day, almost every day. They're producing a lot of heat under the skin because the mask is occluding the skin. They are running around taking care of people in the hospital, working crazy hours. Shout out to my nurses. The astringent really comes in handy there if we just need to absorb some oil in the middle of their shift and then slap on some moisturizer and sunscreen and kind of call it a day. So that's one instance. Or if somebody's just excessively oily and they feel the need to remove that oil throughout the day, that is important. And it, it usually our home care can get it under control, but sometimes there's just a sprinkling of clients who feel like, especially in the summer, they're excessively oily and they want a treatment that is just easy for them to apply and wipe away some of that oil, which is a prerequisite for acne. We really wanna keep that oil manage because it is fuel to the acne flame. Some other little situations where I think the astringents can come in handy. If you are a gym person, now my ideal for you and for everyone is that we bring our home care to the gym and we wash our faces right after sweating. I know it's annoying. I know not every gym is super <laughs> glamorous. I know mine is not, but I do notice the clients who wait till they get home. Oftentimes it does impact our results. So ideally as the esthetician, I want to remove that oil as quickly as I possibly can. If you feel like I cannot wash my face at the gym, there's no showers, the astringent might come in handy in that kind of scenario where you could put a little bit on a cotton round and just swipe it off. Then when you get home, you can wash your face and do the full thing. You could also use these, you know, say if you were traveling and you just needed a quick wipe down and you weren't able to wash your face. It is going to address that bacteria and dead skin cells in the follicle. So although it's not a full wash, we are treating the acne in a couple different ways. Lastly, I do like these astringents as prep for chemical peels. They do help to remove those surface impurities so that we're in a great place to treat with our chemical peel. Next up, we have vitamin A. Vitamin A is often referred to as the normalizing vitamin. It is essential not only for normal, healthy skin cells, but also for the maintenance of bones, teeth, glands, nails, and hair. Vitamin A also has free radical scavenging potential. The main way vitamin A works is that it stimulates skin renewal by increasing the rate of cell division. Additionally, it also stimulates fibroblast activity to increase the production of collagen and elastin, and it really works to break up that cellular impaction in the acne follicle. I did just do a couple of TikToks on retinol, just because I have been realizing 
in my years of treating acne, I do feel oftentimes retinol is helpful, but for a lot of clients, I just feel like it is not enough. And I think the main reason comes down to it's really just affecting that one mechanism of acne, which is the buildup of dead skin cells. Retinol is going to increase that cell turnover rate to help help bring cells to the surface so they're not bogging down that follicle and creating the impaction. However, it's not really addressing bacteria and it's not really addressing oil. We do get a nice benefit of stimulating collagen and elastin, which is hugely helpful for the recovery of traumatized or damaged skin, collagen and elastin. It's a great product you wanna be on if you have any divots or acne scars and I mean, retinol is one of my favorite ingredients because of its ability to help generate new tissue. But just my opinion, I feel like oftentimes it's not enough to fully manage an acne condition. And I think that's interesting because out of all these ingredients we've talked about, I feel like most of these other ingredients hit at least two, if not three of the components. Whereas retinol, again, it's really just hitting on turning over those cells. But at the same time, we look at products like tretinoin, which is often considered the gold standard for the treatment of acne. And again, I feel like combination therapy for a lot of people is needed. So using retinol, but also using an ingredient they can tolerate, such as salicylic acid or glycolic acid or a a combination acid product with a few different acids, even azelaic acid or benzoyl peroxide. For many people, it does a great job and it can totally clear somebody for life, but I do find there's a significant portion of clients who are using the tretinoin or who are using retinol and they just feel like, this is not doing it for me. So I did want to point that out. And I I do have lots more videos on my TikTok where I go into a little bit more detail about why I often feel retinol is not enough for every acne client. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love retinol. And I usually want my acne clients on a retinol if they can tolerate it because it's going to give us that plump, new, beautiful, fresh, young skin and help somebody maintain it for life. And again, it's going to help with impactions. It's going to help with scars and regenerating new tissue, which is really hard to do. And it's really a job for retinol. At the same time, I feel like there are a significant amount of people who just aren't able to reach total clearing using only retinol. And they might be wondering, am I doing something wrong? You know, I'm kind of using the gold standard. What is missing here? So those are my thoughts, but it's still a fantastic, healthful ingredient for our acne clients to use. Glymed has two retinol products, which are both fantastic. They are my first choice options for somebody who's just getting into retinol or if somebody just wants a good retinol 
These two options are awesome. They are a 5% micro-encapsulated retinol. That basically means the formula penetrates quickly, and from there, it's a slow release of retinol over the course of several hours, aka time release. This allows the skin to fully utilize all the benefit of the retinol without irritation to the surface of the skin. So if you've tried over-the-counter retinols or other retinols and felt like they were either doing way too much, they were too harsh, or if you've tried prescriptions and they were too harsh for you, or you've tried some different retinols and you just felt like you never saw a benefit, maybe they were too mild, this is a really good sweet spot and happy medium. It's going to help to reduce fine lines and wrinkles, reduce dull and uneven texture, brighten the skin, and reduce pigmentation. There are two options from Glymed. There is a serum. The serum is great for really anyone, but it's more, I'd say it is the preferred choice for combination or oily skin types, but I do find sensitive and, and normal skin can tolerate it just as well. Glymed does also have their cream and the cream also contains shea butter, grapeseed, and avocado oil. It is a really just beautiful, elegant souffle, and this is more designed for normal, dry, sensitive skin types. A little tip I recommend is to grab one of these retinols, put it by your bedside, and every night before you go to bed, Put two little pumps into the palm of your hand, mix in your body lotion and apply it all over the body or just apply the serum or the cream to your hands. This is something I wish I did earlier in life, but so often we forget to treat the hands and the hands are, are difficult to treat because we wash them so much. So if you try this trick and just apply it before bed, you're gonna get great results overnight in time. Last on my list is sulfur. So sulfur is really known for its ability to control bacteria and as a very effective peeling agent. Sulfur works very similarly to benzoyl peroxide. It's going to kill bacteria while it flakes off the follicle wall, this is what loosens the comedones. And this is why you can have a little bit of peeling action and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sulfur can also be very advantageous in the treatment room. It is known to help stabilize benzoyl peroxide and it also works synergistically with benzoyl peroxide when it is applied to the skin it helps to boost the peeling action. So the sulfur product that Glymed has to offer is the Serious Action Sulfur Mask Acne Medication. So this one, I will say it doesn't smell the best, but it is very efficacious and it can be quite potent. I will say probably out of everything I've mentioned, 
You want to be careful with the beads and just not using them on inflamed acne. But this is probably the product I'd say you also want to be cautious with. Lima does offer a 10% sulfur product in their clay mask, aka the Serious Action Sulfur Mask Acne Medication. So I will say this mask doesn't smell <laughs> the most amazing if you're using it in your treatment room. Maybe just let your client know the smell is a little bit unusual. I don't mind it. It just smells like sulfur. It smells like what it's supposed to smell like. So this is a mask you can use two to three times a week from 10 to 15 minutes. Again, I would really work up to using it more than once a week or for using it for a longer period of time. The main benefits are it helps to clarify, helps to reduce inflammation, and it helps to reduce oil. This product is typically recommended for people who have acne, people who are very oily, or rosacea. Rosacea clients can do very well with sulfur, but I'd say rosacea is the category of people I would be a little bit more cautious with. I did go in depth about rosacea in my last episode with Michelle. We talked about all the nuance that can be involved with rosacea. And it's tricky when you are branding a product to be for rosacea, especially if it's a more active product like a glycolic product or a sulfur product, because that could be the thing that really helps somebody to manage the condition. But just bear in mind, somebody can have sensitivities or allergies while they have rosacea. So just because it's designed for rosacea doesn't mean everyone with rosacea is going to do amazing with this product. I have had a rosacea client not tolerate it super well, but I've had a handful of others who are obsessed with it. feels like it's that emergency item in their cool toolkit that really, really helps them. For me, I tolerate it just fine. I just have to be careful what other actives I have used recently. If somebody is allergic to this mask, typically it is because they are allergic to sulfites or sulfonamides, not sulfur or sulfates. Sulfur is found in amino acids as well as other important molecules in the body. It's actually not possible to be allergic to sulfur since it is critical to survival. Some people that are also great candidates for this product are those with deeper, more painful papules. And we touched on spot treatments a little bit earlier in the episode. I actually prefer to spot treat with the sulfur mask versus BPO. BPO, I prefer to apply all over the skin. It can go on top of existing acne, but I find this is kind of like that go-to gem in the Glymed line for spot treating, especially those deeper papules or cysts. Lastly, a lot of the products mentioned in this episode may not be ideal for those who are pregnant. And we get a lot of questions as skin professionals about, can I use this active ingredient while I am pregnant? The best advice is to always check with your doctor. However, with sulfur, it is safe to use while pregnant. So it can be a great alternative to 
benzoyl peroxide or retinol if the doctor is recommending you stay away from those ingredients. So if somebody is acne prone or they have rosacea and they need an active ingredient to help them manage that condition, sulfur is a really great option. That is going to wrap up this episode on ingredients for the treatment of acne. I thank you so much in advance for your support of my Glymed store and my links. It really does support me very much so. So just know if you've ever shopped from my store or purchased from my links, it really means a lot to me and allows me to do what I love, which is educating. So I thank you in advance. I think Glymed is such an incredible line, truly one of the best in the industry. I think it's amazing that it is accessible to consumers. And I mean, you know, compared to what is out there on the market, this, these are products that are so rigorously clinically trialed and used by estheticians who rely on these products for their business. So it's very much a tried and true line. And again, if I am going to be using more active ingredients, I really appreciate the way Glymed formulates and keeps potential sensitivities in mind by balancing out their formulas. I will link my region store. I will put the link where you can sign up to partner with Glymed in the show notes if you are an esthetician. And thanks so much for listening, guys. I'm excited to hear your feedback on this one. I hope it was helpful whether you are struggling with acne or you are an esthetician who just wants to learn more about ingredients that are used for the treatment of acne. I love you guys. Hope this was helpful. Please leave me a comment on my latest Instagram post at myestitessa and let me know what episode you would like to hear next. Do you want to hear more about acne? Should we continue this series or should we venture into some other topics? And if so, what do you want to hear? Don't forget you can rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, which goes a long way in supporting me as well. Love you guys, and I will talk to you next week.